Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash gems for your free audiobook download. Welcome to the Genealogy Gems Podcast, providing quick and innovative ways to make the absolute most out of your research time and creative ideas for sharing and displaying your family history. I'm your host, Lisa Louise Cook. Hello and welcome to Genealogy Gems podcast episode number 136. Well, it's here. I promised you it was coming and it has arrived. The brand new website is up and running at genealogygems.com and at lisalouisecook.com. Same website. You will find Lisa Louise Cook's Genealogy Gems in both places. You know, the old site was about five years old, which is ancient in technology years. So it was time for a change. And I'm really excited about this. Back in the fall of 2011, I began laying the framework for the new website, well aware that the old one had become pretty cluttered, and it wasn't keeping up with all of the new versions of the web browsers out there. They were having a hard time reading the old sites, and things were starting not to display properly. Well, a few months later, in uh, March of this year, listener and premium member Simona wrote me to tell me that she had noticed some of those problems, too. And she had some opinions about the magazine delivering nature of the podcast episodes. Now, the original model for the premium podcast was much like a magazine. So when you subscribe, you get the first few um, most recent episodes when you get there. And then as each episode was published, the oldest episode would drop off. So they would be up there for about three months. There were a few reasons why we did it this way. Uh, and much of that included the capability of the old site, um, just being able to handle all the traffic. So here's what Simona had to say about that. She says, hi, Lisa, I went to your site tonight for we premium members, neither your contact link nor the premium podcast iTunes feed link worked. Since I needed to ask a question, I hunted around on several pages before finding a live link to this email address without getting an error message or the page not found. Now, while this was a bit of an irk, at least I got to an email link so it does no harm. The question I want to ask is, do I really have to download any your premium podcast to my PC or notebook and subsequently sync my iPhone or iPad with my PC notebooks to obtain the premium podcast on my devices for listening now and repeat listening in the future? I was hoping to click on the link on the premium site, the one that didn't work, and see if I could download all available podcasts to this iPhone. Since the link failed, I'm still in the dark. Now, I downright love your productions, Lisa, and I think you are the sweetest and smartest. Oh, thank you, Simona. But she says, I get frustrated and even, dare I say, annoyed with the shelf life of your premium podcasts. You see, I very rarely hardwire sync my devices to my, my notebook PCs, so I end up missing more premium podcasts than I download and listen to. Everything important to me except my premium podcast simply downloads via Wi-Fi. With iCloud, most of my iDevice data is backed up via Wi-Fi or else it's retrievable via Dropbox. It's a bother and a drag to have to hook up wires and devices anymore. Uh, the iDevices have spoiled us. I may stand alone here, but it just doesn't seem right to have to buy later the podcast I failed to download timely. Lisa, I don't mean to offend by my frankness, but the dated download restrictions seem contrary to the Apple model of paying once forever access. 
And please do correct me if I'm wrong or out of date about the ease of downloading the beloved premium podcasts. Maybe I have been wrong all this time, and they will simply download wirelessly without hooking up my iDevices and doing a hard wire sync. Okay, Whew. well, I obviously agree <laughs> completely with Simona on her comments on the website. Uh, things needed to get updated and fixed. And the email just helped support the decision that I had made to invest time and, and energy and money into the new site. And I hope Simona and all of you out there are really happy with the changes and the upgrades. First, let's talk about what is new, what is upgraded on this new website. Um, it's clean. It's pretty. I've heard people like the colors. I do. I picked some of my favorites. Um, the new website is easy to navigate. It's much more cleaned up. We had just too much going on on the home page, and now you've got a nice clean menu system that works for you. The blog used to be on a different website. That is now part of the existing website. And I know um, as we made the transition to the new site, we had some glitches. It took a little time to move the podcast feed, but the podcast feed for the free show is up and running. The premium podcast feed is now up and running. And I am in the process of getting all of the links on the toolbar updated, our Genealogy Gems toolbar as well. So if you have, first and foremost, any trouble with either the free or the premium podcast feeds, what I would recommend is delete the old one and just start fresh. You'll get all the content and then you'll have a nice clean, ready to go feed. You can also right click on the existing feed and do update. And that might work for you as well. But the big news for premium members, I think is also going to make Simona happy is that premium membership is no longer a magazine subscription model. I've built a site that is set up to hold all of the gems that I've created for you over the last five years and for many more years to come. Yep, that's right. Now we are on premium episode 88. And that means all 88 premium episodes are available to premium members as part of premium membership. So premium members are getting a lot more content. What we are creating for you is a growing catalog of gems and tutorials and genealogy entertainment that you can tap into whenever you want it. You have that ongoing access to all the content and Genealogy Gems Premium Members gives you access to all of it. And of course, each month we keep adding new episodes, new videos. So that catalog is just going to keep growing and growing. You know, sometimes a gem or a topic isn't what you need this week, right? But it could be exactly right for what you're looking to do two months from now. So now you can sign into your premium membership and you can grab the gems and the episodes that you need when you need them. And I hope that you're as excited about the amount of gems and the accessibility of the content as I am. I'm really excited to bring this to you. Now, Simona brought up a question about accessing the premium episodes and downloading them to her devices. So here's the thing. As I've said many times before, iTunes, unfortunately, doesn't support premium membership websites. So so we had to actually sit down and build a custom feed just so that you could at least add your premium content through iTunes, even though it still is manually. Um, you have to plug in your device in order for it to download and you need to sign in when the feed goes looking for new episodes. Technology is moving quickly, though, and we are constantly searching for ways to make that process easier. And unfortunately, we have to rely on Apple to help make that possible. 
So I'm really proud that we have managed to build a way to deliver premium content to you through iTunes. And I'm going to let you know if we are able to develop a new method um, in terms of wireless download. And of course, wireless download is available for the free podcast. You can get that if you grab the Genealogy Gems app from the iTunes store. That's going to automatically do that wireless download for you. So no more plugging in. You just have it right there. And I'm very happy to say that the response to the new website has been 100% positive. I mean, I really had braced myself for some folks who maybe didn't want change. But so far, not a one. You guys were ready for an upgrade as much as I was. And well, I just want to share what, what some of you had to say, because I am thrilled about this. Robin in Ohio says, um, your new website is awesome. Love the colors, layout, and info. All your gems are so helpful, upbeat, and truly some great genealogy fun. I look forward to listening to your podcast while riding my bike and gardening. You are such a genealogy go-getter and amazing example to me. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Robin. She says, thanks for sharing so many gen gems and some of your life events along the way. It makes the person behind the cyber voice so pleasantly real. Thanks for sharing your talents with me. You are so welcome. I... I'm the lucky one. I should be thanking you guys because you listen and I get to have so much fun doing this. And more than anything, I am thrilled that you love the website. Sue in Nevada says, what a drastic difference. It is so neat, concise, and user-friendly. It was worth the wait. Thank you. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) That was what I was going for. Terry says, wow, really looks nice. Makes you a destination site. Oh, good. I do hope that you guys will visit far more often um, because it's going to be easy to use. It's going to be fun to visit. Christine commented on the Genealogy Gems podcast Facebook fan page, which is at facebook.com slash genealogy gems. She says, I just peaked 1000% improvement. Not only is it more user friendly, the design and colors are more you. And it's funny, you know what the you know what the deal is behind the colors I chose? It's kind of a reddish orange and a teal color. And you know what they come from? I bought a uh, antique 1930s, 1940s um, floral tablecloth. You know the old kind that they had in the 40s on grandma's table. And that red and teal kind of soft, you know, sagey green or teal color. I love that kind of retro look. Now, I think you're going to be seeing a bit more um, of the retro type graphics taking advantage of some of those colors, but it, it all comes from an old antique tablecloth, okay, from Grandma's tablecloth. I hope that those of you listening who've been listening on your mobile devices, maybe haven't stopped by the website in a while, but I hope you stop by and see what Robin and Sue and Terry and Christine are raving about. And I am so excited that you are raving about it because... First and foremost, it's for you, okay? And I really want it to be something that you feel really good about and welcomed when you arrive at the website. So um, that's awesome. Genealogygems.com, or you could even do lisalouisecook.com. How about that? And as I mentioned, some of the comments have come in on the Genealogy Gems Facebook page, and I want to give you an important update about Facebook. Now, I'm going to try to restrain myself from ranting. I don't rant very often on this show, but as much as I love technology, I get frustrated with it just like you do. And these two next gems have put Facebook, and dare I say it, even Google in the doghouse with me this week. Okay, first off, Facebook fan page. 
facebook.com slash genealogy gems. If you have been a Facebook fan, and I certainly hope that you are, many, many of you are, here's the thing. When you came to the Genealogy Gems Facebook page, you clicked like. And the concept there was that you were going to receive updates that we're updating here on the Facebook fan page, and those would show up in your newsfeed, right? Great. Okay, so because you like that page, you like Genealogy Gems, you want to hear about it. Well, what I started noticing was that on my page, it will say, hey, your post um, got out to 400 people. Well, that's interesting because I have over 2,000 people <laughs> who have liked the Genealogy Gems Facebook page. So it seemed kind of odd. And um, I got a message from another Facebook fan page, and they explained what was going on. See, for those of us running a fan page, we also get this now, this little link that says promote. Here's what Facebook is doing. They are randomly selecting that maybe 25% of you will actually receive our update in your newsfeed. And if we would like every single one of you to see our posts, then we can pay to promote them to you. Really interesting because they would like, let's say, $50 to send you a post. Well, that didn't really make a lot of sense to many of us having Facebook fan pages because one, some people have actually paid for advertising to have their Facebook fan page show up in your advertising, you know, column on the right, and people will click through and they will join the Facebook fan page, become aware of that and think, oh, I like that group, I like that website, whatever it is, and now I want to receive their posts. So they've already potentially paid for people to be part of theirs. Now, I haven't done paid advertising, but I know many people have. But then to have to turn around and pay again to allow those people, all of them, to be able to see the post seems a, a little, I don't know, I, I don't like the direction this is going to you. So here's the thing. It's kind of a bait and switch if you think about it. I mean, at least in my opinion, because you went to the Genealogy Gems page and you said, hey, I want to get those updates. And you didn't realize you're not going to get a lot of them because Facebook is randomly selecting, let's say, 25% of the people to receive these and wants me to pay to get them to the rest of you. Well, forget that. It's ludicrous, right? There's a very simple way to get around this. And unfortunately, it's going to require a few seconds of your time to fix this, but it's easy to do. If you go into Facebook and you go to facebook.com slash genealogy gems, you'll get to our fan page. Thank you for being there. Okay. Hover your cursor, your mouse over the liked box. Now, this is the liked that you already liked, right? <laughs> but if you hover your mouse over the liked box, you'll notice that a little tiny menu shows up and you can put a check mark next to the words show in news feed. That way you are telling them, look, I am proactively saying I want to receive updates from Genealogy Gems. And that should do it. Um, because the thing is, if if I have to pay to send out information to you, then I have to figure out a way to pay for that. So we don't want to do that. And the truth is, we both, you and I, have brought a lot of people to Facebook. I have a problem with, and I would assume you might too, 
you know, you invite your friends to Facebook. I've invited you listeners to Facebook. And we bring people to Facebook to go to their website and partake in their in their website and the advertising that shows up there. And they want to charge us to contact each other. No. So if you like to have fun on Facebook, as I do, and like to stay up to speed on what's going on with Genealogy Gems on a minute by minute or daily basis, head to facebook.com slash genealogy gems, hover over the liked box, click the little thing that says show in newsfeed, you'll be good to go. Okay, thank you so much for doing that. And would you do me a favor, if you think about it, and you're on your Facebook page, let your friends know. Because I don't really think that is so cool. And I don't know, it, it kind of, I had to boycott Facebook for a day. <laughs> I just had a really hard time with that. And you know, one of the reasons why I really noticed it was because I was actually trying to spend a little more time on the Facebook fan page and get more information out to you guys and tell you about, I think there was um, one of the websites was offering like free access to their records for a couple of days. I want to let people know about it. And then you find out, oh, 25% of the people got to hear about that. And that's unfortunate. So thank you so much. You guys are amazing how you support the show. Okay, the second company on my, in my doghouse is Google. I know, R-I-P, iGoogle. You have probably heard about it. iGoogle is going away. I have been hearing about nothing else in my email box and on the Facebook page. Understandably so. You guys are upset. I have been too. Let me tell you what uh, happened. Over the 4th of July here, the Independence Holiday in the U.S., we had a very quiet little notice from Google that iGoogle was going away. I'm going to share a couple of emails that I got from some of our listeners. Then we're going to take a short break and then I am going to give you the solution. Are you excited? I am. I have been working nonstop since this happened and I want you to know I got your back. So here's what happened. I heard from Barbara in Canada. She says, I got notification on my iGoogle homepage today and I was gobsmacked, my ancestors were British, to see that they are discontinuing iGoogle on the 1st of November 2013. This seems really strange given that they just released the new update a short time ago. However, that's Google for you. If you don't like what they're doing today, wait a while. They'll be doing something new by tomorrow. This is one change that's going to be rather sad for me. I've enjoyed my iGoogle homepage. I sure hope they have something exciting and new coming to make up for this. Let me tell you, Barbara, I agree. I just did a webinar for the Southern California Genealogical Society on iGoogle. We posted that video on the premium website. So many of you over the years, I mean, I think iGoogle was one of the first topics I ever covered uh, in the first couple of episodes of the Genealogy Gems podcast five years ago. We were right on it as soon as it came out. And um, it's pretty disappointing, particularly because they have made so many changes, improvements. Some I didn't totally agree with, but you know, we all hung in there, didn't we? Well, Linda hung in there. She says, I just looked on my iGoogle homepage and it says iGoogle will not be available after November 1st, 2013. Happens to be my birthday. So an easy date to remember for me, at least. What? I have got it all set up, thanks in part to you. And now it's just going away. It just ain't fair. You are going to need a new webinar telling us what to do now, because I don't have any idea how to make it work in Chrome. <laughs> I don't have a webinar for you. 
I'm going to cover it right here in today's podcast. And I'm going to have video for you as well. So you can follow along, you can get the instructions in the show notes, we're going to cover it in video, I want you to tell all your friends, share this with everybody, that we are taking care of this on Lisa Louise Cook's Genealogy Gems, because I have a really cool solution for you. And Rick, he wrote in, I don't know if you saw this, but Google has just announced they're dropping iGoogle. I, for one, am so disappointed. Any suggestions for changing this? I've already emailed Google about my disappointment. Good luck with that, Rick. <laughs> I don't know if they listen that much, but yes, I do have an answer for you. Okay, and I got another. Dan says, I use iGoogle to keep track of various blogs I follow and, to a lesser extent, message boards on a different tab. Having blog gadgets, including yours, is so useful. What's the alternative? Help! Okay, help is coming. It's here, the new version 5 of the award-winning RootsMagic genealogy software. It makes researching, organizing, and sharing your family history easier and more enjoyable than ever. If you're looking to take the next step in your family history research and start recording your family tree in your own genealogy database, or if you've really been wanting to make a switch to a much more user-friendly program, then do what I did. I chose RootsMagic and I'm really glad that I did. Throughout its 10-year history, RootsMagic has helped people research and share their family trees with innovative features like uh, moving people from one file to another with your mouse, a source wizard to help you document your work, creating a shareable CD to give to family and friends, and running RootsMagic off of a USB flash drive when you're away from home. RootsMagic also received the award for easiest to sync from FamilySearch for their work in interfacing with that system. Really, what are you waiting for? Download your risk-free trial of RootsMagic 5 at RootsMagic.com. See why professionals and beginners alike choose RootsMagic at RootsMagic.com. I want to take this moment to thank our new sponsor, and that's Audible. If you're not familiar with Audible, Audible is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. They have over 40,000 titles to choose from. If you have a genre that you like, they have it covered. If you go right now to audiblepodcast.com slash gems, you can get yourself a free audiobook download when you sign up for the service. And if you're wondering which books to get with that free audiobook download, some titles you might want to take a look at are The View from Castle Rock by Alice Munro, or you could pick up Finding Oprah's Roots, Finding Your Own by Henry Louis Gates. And if neither of those genealogy titles tickle your fancy, don't worry, because there's 40,000 plus more to choose from. So again, go to audiblepodcast.com slash gems. Jim, we are going to look at life after iGoogle. It's pretty challenging to stay organized online, isn't it? 
It seems like every day something new is happening and it can take some superhero powers to stay up to date while you're still working on today's to-do list. Well, that's why iGoogle was such a gem. In webinars, presentations, my book, The Genealogist's Google Toolbox, and as part of premium membership, I have taught thousands of you how to convert iGoogle into your personal genealogy homepage. We added gadgets that could accomplish the tasks that you needed to get done, and then expanded with tabs and even dressed it all up with custom themes. And I've heard from so many of you that it has revolutionized your online computing and research experience. However, in 2012, as we here in the U.S. were celebrating Independence Day and the freedom we enjoy, Google very quietly announced that it was doing away with iGoogle. The online freedom we were so happily enjoying came to a screeching halt. Ouch. Now, even though I'm known as the Google guru, first and foremost, I see my role as genealogy gems goddess. And that means that I am primarily focused on bringing you the best gems, not just Google gems. So after a good five minute morning session by the iGoogle gravesite, I got to work on a new gem that would meet all of your homepage needs and dare I say, even surpass iGoogle in some areas. And don't worry, what I've come up with isn't going to force you to start from scratch. We're going to move much of your iGoogle content to a brand spanking new genealogy homepage, and then we're going to add lots of gems to it. Today, I'm very happy to introduce you to NetVibes. Yep, there is life after iGoogle. And once you get into the NetVibes vibe, you are going to be doing the genealogy happy dance. So let's get started. Now, guess what? NetVibes has been around as long as iGoogle. Both were launched in 2005. But here's the thing. Google never figured out how to make money with iGoogle. And that plays a huge role in why it's going away. However, the NetVibes team discovered early on that a personal dashboard just wasn't all that conducive to a bunch of advertising to pay the bills. And so they expanded their business model to provide expanded premium products to businesses at a price. And that allows them to continue to provide the free service to their individual users. The fact that they have figured out how to make their business profitable means there's a much better chance that NetVibes dashboard is going to be around for a while. And believe me, with the demise of iGoogle, NetVibes has already seen a big bump in users, and I predict that that's about to increase dramatically. So the first thing that we need to do is import your existing iGoogle content into NetVibes. And if you don't have an iGoogle page, that's cool. It just saves you from doing this step. But hang in there because you are definitely going to want to set up a NetVibes genealogy dashboard with the rest of us, which we're going to do in just a minute. Now you're going to see some behind the scenes code in these steps. Don't worry about it. Don't let it freak you out. You don't have to know what it means. Just follow along and I'll get you there. So step one, log in to your iGoogle account. Then I'm going to have you open up a new tab on your web browser, and I want you to go to this page, http colon slash slash tinyurl.com slash 6wm 
eight J Z like zebra O. Okay, I'm going to have that link for you in the show notes. That is going to open up your iGoogle behind the scenes source code. Now, I'm using Internet Explorer. I would recommend that you follow along in Internet Explorer as well. And click uh, in the menu on Page. And then select Save As. And name the file that you're looking at iGoogle underscore code dot XML. So that way we'll know when we're looking at this file, this is the code of your iGoogle page. We're going to save it as an XML file to your computer's hard drive. Now, go to Windows Explorer, to your hard drive, and open the XML file that you just saved. Now we're going to right-click on that page that you have open there and select, select all. And then copy, and you can do that by right-clicking and selecting copy, or you can do Control-C on your keyboard. We're copying all of that code in that XML file that you're looking at right there onto your computer's clipboard. Now, we're going to go to another page, and in this case, you're going to need to go to the show notes to get the link to the page. And when you get there, you're going to scroll down. Don't worry about all the instructions there. I'm, I'm simplifying it for you, and we're handling it right here on the podcast and in the show notes. But scroll down a little ways, and you're going to see two boxes, okay? You're going to paste into the first box. Okay, so you're pasting the code that you just copied into the first box. And then you're going to click the little button that you see there called Convert to OPML. There's a little button. We are converting the iGoogle code into a code that NetVibes can understand. And when it converts for you, you're going to see a new bit of code in the second box. Select all of it and copy the code. Now I want you to go into Notepad or a text editor on your computer. On my Microsoft computer, I can just go to the Start menu, type Notepad in the little search box, and Notepad, the program, will pop up. I can open it, and now you've got Notepad and a new document opened on your screen. Paste the code on the Notepad page. Now we're going to save that file, okay? From the menu in Notepad, go to File, Save As, and name the file. Let's call it 2 underscore netvibes.txt. You're saving this as a text file, which is the default type of file that Notepad saves as. So it's going to be a .txt. Okay, you've done the hard part. Go to netvibes.com. Netvibes, V like Victor, I, B like boy, es.com. You're going to sign up for a free basic account. That's the one that all of us are going to use, okay? And on the starting dashboard, once you've got all set up in your new basic account, you're going to click Add Content in the upper left-hand corner of the page. There, you're going to click Add a Feed. You've actually created an entire feed of your iGoogle page. It's the orange RSS button there on the page that you're looking at. This is going to open up a feed box there on your screen, but under the box, you'll see it says OPML. Click the word import. Okay, so we're not using the box, we're clicking import. Browse your computer and select that two underscore netvibes.txt file that you created. Okay, that's what that was your final file. 
Just select that and you're going to import it. Click the import button. You've just now imported the converted code that NetVibes can understand into NetVibes. And this is going to import any tabs that you had in iGoogle and all of the RSS feed gadgets that you had set up in iGoogle. So you have just transferred your tabs, your RSS feed gadgets, just like a programming pro. Good job. And look, this looks a lot like iGoogle, don't you think? You know, making this move is going to be a breeze because the two services are so much alike. Now, of course, not all of the iGoogle gadgets converted. I'm sure you've noticed that. And that's because they're iGoogle gadgets, right? They're not going to work and they're not going to talk to NetVibes. So what we're going to do is we're going to locate new gadgets from NetVibes. And that's okay, because this is going to be fun. I'm going to set you up with some of the most important gadgets that you're going to need. And you can bet I'm going to be covering more customized gems in upcoming Genealogy Gems Premium episodes for your NetVibes account. So stay tuned. Uh, you're not going to want to miss that. And if you want to learn more about that and stay up to speed with what we're doing here at Genealogy Gems, just go to genealogygems.com. Uh, that's Lisa Louise Cook's Genealogy Gems. You're going to find the podcast there that's free, and you're going to find premium membership, which we cover a lot of great stuff like this in depth, and lots of other great stuff, including the blog. Okay, but back to NetVibes. Now, under Add Content, there are a couple of different areas where you can get gadgets. And these are actually called widgets in NetVibes. So we're going to change our lingo, okay? Widgets. You can browse categories. You can go for what they call essential widgets. And you can add more RSS feeds, which you'll use to follow podcasts, blogs, and other types of syndicated content. Content that is delivered to you on a regular basis. And of course, you have a trusty search box there where you can search with keywords to find particular widgets that you're looking for. So let's start first by doing a little cleanup. We need to delete the iGoogle gadgets that didn't convert properly. So just click the little X button in the upper right hand corner of the widget, just like you would have in iGoogle. Now that those are all cleaned up, let's go get some essential widgets. So here's what I recommend that you add to your dashboard. We're going to grab the to do widget. Um, there's one called web notes. This is just like your sticky notes. Uh, also, ah, oh, the mail wizard. Remember I told you that some things are actually going to surpass iGoogle? This widget is one of them. One of the big complaints about iGoogle was that you could only have your Gmail account deliver your email to your iGoogle page. And that meant that if you wanted to have instant access to genealogy emails flying around on your uh, computer, you were going to need to set up a Gmail account just for your genealogy email. Ah, not the case anymore. If you've got Hotmail, if you've got Yahoo, whatever it is, you can go to the mail wizard and select the email client that you use. Now I use Gmail, so I'm going to grab that, but you can use any of these. And let me tell you, I know you guys are going to love this. Another essential widget you're going to be looking for is the bookmarks widget. And you can have many of these. We're just going to grab one of each of these, but you can certainly have multiple ones. And of course, if you're like me and you're on Facebook, grab a Facebook widget, also Twitter. And uh, certainly you could grab that and follow Genealogy Gems on Facebook. We're there and we have lots of great information there. And I also tweet, as a matter of fact, on Twitter. Now, before we go any further, 
what we're going to do is we're going to clean up and we're going to organize just a little bit. So we've already deleted the gadgets that didn't convert. We've added some new ones. We're going to move these widgets around, which is super easy. So just click the title bar of the widget, drag it, and drop it. And again, think about organization. Uh, in my case, I like to have kind of different categories of widgets in different columns. So one column might be um, what I call desktop widgets, the to-do list, the sticky notes, your email, uh, maybe your bookmarks. And then your next column might be all of your podcasts. And the next one might be your blogs. However you want to lay it out, just do it in a way so that when you're looking for something in particular, you know which column to look at. And there you have it. In just a few minutes time, I think we just hit about 15 minutes you have already made the dreaded move out of iGoogle. It wasn't that painful, was it? And your new dashboard is up and running. You are well ahead of the game and certainly well ahead of the uh, final death date of iGoogle, which is in about a year. So congratulations. And stay tuned to Lisa Louise Cook's Genealogy Gems because I have a lot more great stuff for you to get your genealogy vibe on. This next gem is called Genealogy Gems. Well, actually, it's a song by friend of the show, Michael Stewart, also known as the Genealogy Widower, and the song is called Genealogy Gems. Now, this is a first. A listener has written a song about me and the show. And if you like it, you can help Michael reach his goal of winning the Artist Signal Music Contest. You just go to artistsignal.com slash thegenealogywidower and cast your vote. And in fact, you can cast your vote as many times as you want because they count them all. Wouldn't it be cool to have a genealogy musical artist win the Artist Signal Contest? I'll have a link for you in the show notes to make it easy to vote and also a link so you could like the Genealogy Widower on Facebook. But for now, sit back and enjoy Genealogy Gems by Michael Stewart. care about silver She doesn't care about gold She doesn't swoon over cold hard cash At least that's what I'm told They say that diamonds are a girl's best friend But Lisa just wants more genealogy gems She doesn't care about amber She doesn't care about pearls There's only one thing That can satisfy her They say that diamonds Are a girl's best friend But Lisa just wants more genealogy gems 
say that diamonds are a girl's best friend But Lisa just wants more genie of the G-Gems That she'll share with all her family and friends Profile America, Thursday, July 12th. A romantic period of American history that still intrigues us officially ended on this date in 1893. That's when Frederick Jackson Turner delivered an academic paper in Chicago which declared that the American frontier had closed. Based on 1890 census data, Turner said that the migration from the east, the building of railroads, and hundreds of new towns had combined to forge a single nation from coast to coast. The most recent census showed that the West is still a magnet for growth. Between 2000 and 2010, Nevada was the fastest growing state at 35%. Other states that grew more than 20% were Utah, Texas, Idaho, and Arizona. Only Michigan lost population. The nation as a whole grew 9.7%. Profile America is in its 16th year as a public service of the U.S. Census Bureau. That's it for Genealogy Gems podcast episode number 136. You iGoogle users, do you feel better? <laughs> I hope you're excited about Net Vibes. And don't forget, once you get your new genealogy homepage all set up, go up to your web browser and make it your homepage. Uh, look for that little house icon button, click the arrow next to it, and make sure you're on the Net Vibes website, sign into your account and make that your homepage. You will be good to go. If you have any questions, comments, would love to hear your comments about everything that's changing in the world of technology that affects our genealogy research, you can reach me at genealogygemspodcast at gmail.com or better yet, leave a voicemail on the voicemail line. You'll be part of the show, 925-272-4021. Thank you so much for listening, friend. I'll talk to you soon. 